Hello and welcome back. It's been a week, like a wonderful week. I have real live teenage humans in my classroom to see and talk to, and that's been great. Um, I've had some great conversations with those students this week. Uh, the weather's getting warmer. Uh, oh, also on Wednesday, the principals announced that they are asking the school board to vote on allowing our in-person students to come back all together for four days a week. Currently, we split them up A through K, L through Z on the last names, and we alternate days. But the proposal, and this is pending board approval, is Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I will get to see my entire class again, which hasn't happened since this time last year. And I'm, I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready to have that because it, this is, um, I, the way they split, I've, I've had some weird classes. I've had some, I think my biggest one is 16, but I've had some as small, one as small as seven. And it just changes things, how, how it works. Also, having students do work virtually just for many students, some it's a, it's a, it's a failure uh, and others, it's just a struggle. And that's not the point of all of this. We're not trying to make students struggle. Um, we're supposed to be helping them. So I'm uh, really excited about that. That should be voted on, I'm thinking, tomorrow night, Monday, or early in the week. Board meeting is this week. I know that. So hopefully, if it's approved, starting April 5th, I will get to have some semblance of normalcy again when it comes to working with these young adults uh, in my classroom. Uh, speaking of young adults, had some just, I don't know, they're so cool. They um, had some good conversations this week. Uh, let's see, some of them out of left field. We had, uh, let's see, content-wise, sort of. Oh, yeah, young man brought in a um, uh, box that he'd been making in his woodshop class, and I told him, it, I mean, it looked really cool. I don't know if it was just the wood grain or the, um, the the finish he put on it. And I told him it's like really nice looking. Um, and, and I asked, what was it? Because it kind of looked like a humidor. And he was like, it is a humidor. And which kind of got us on the topic of cigars because it's an economics class. We tied in all of our things, the idea of scarcity, because everyone was like, wait, aren't the Cuban cigars the best? And we had to have that talk about, well, maybe, maybe they are the best. But right now, a big appeal is the fact that it's hard to get because our currently our U.S. government doesn't like U.S. citizens um, buying things from Cuba. So there's a there's a scarcity thing there, which makes them a little more expensive for the U.S. population and also a little bit of rarity so you can brag about it. But then we also talked about how the uh, economies had adjusted and many people in Cuba back in the 50s and 60s fled and they took their knowledge and their know-how and their tobacco seeds to other places like Nicaragua and Honduras and the Dominican Republic. And they've been doing just as well, if not better, than what they were doing on the island of Cuba, which got all kinds of conversations of like, what's an embargo and why would our country do that? And and it was just a really productive conversation. And um, another one was uh, kind of got into inflation in another class that came up. And I had a student asking me, like, what is Bitcoin? Which that's been, you know, in the news, Elon Musk tweeting about different cryptocurrencies. We had to talk about the whole idea of inflation and the idea of a, a gold-backed currency and how our currently our money is worth less. It's like the only reason our money is valuable is because the U.S. government says so. And the people in the United States and around the world go, yeah, we believe them. 
There's there's nothing. I mean, I had explained to them how in the past you could literally go to the bank and give them a five dollar bill and they would give you five dollars worth of gold. But that changed with FDR and we're not allowed to hold gold anymore. And then Nixon taking us off that gold standard. So yeah, that was a fun little conversation. Uh, and then as we were wrapping up with the World War One and moving into Russian Revolution, it, th- those were always good. Just they were just so unaware of how important that event was, especially leading on to other current current events and what we have going on in the world today. Um, oh, we also had great conversations about uh, schedules and future plans because students are filling out their enrollment for next year and. And there's so much misinformation out there about classes, what classes they had to take and and just plans for the future. It's just, um, it was interesting because some of them felt like they had to take certain classes next. And it was, that's not true. Chemistry is a big one for sophomores. It really kicks their tail. And I don't know if it's just a combination of the school year. Well, it happens every year. Um, they're just not cognitively ready for it, but they don't have to take chemistry sophomore year. They can wait until junior year. And then some of them who aren't even wanting to go into a science-based field, there are other science classes to take besides chemistry. And it was just some of them were wowed by that because some of them told me that their teachers the year before had told them they needed to take chemistry because they would be bored in physical science. And and part of me was like, wait, that, that's not a reason to take a class. Like, and, I, and I was curious, like, do any of these teachers who offer them advice, do they ask the students, what is your goal after high school? Like, what do you want to do? Because I would say, if these teachers or these adults, these counselors, these coaches, these parents aren't asking the student what they want to do after high school, then, man, these students should take their advice with a grain of salt. Because that's the whole point, is getting prepared for that next step. And if they're not considering what you want, then they're probably just making decisions or giving advice based on what they want. Maybe to grow the numbers for their program, to make sure they can teach the class they want. So maybe there's something to that. But I'll continue to have that conversation this next week or so as they uh, wrap up enrollment. And help them make better plans for what they're doing going forward in life because that's the point is help them to skip the mistakes that we made not force them through the same things we did because you know that's the way it was or and has been and should be so if you're a teacher I encourage you maybe ask that question first what are you planning to do after high school student not well I I want my friend to have the class so they need more kids enrolled Um, or whatever other reason you have for telling students to take certain classes. Yeah, and students, man, figure that out quick so you can be an advocate for yourself and not just rely on others. You are your own authority on your life, and that includes picking the classes you're going to take next year. Well, man, that was a lot. It was a good week. I'm looking forward to this next one, and as always, have a day.